What's up, tribe? It's your boy, Two Dogs. We touched on a few things yesterday. I didn't get to dig in too deep on it, though. So I want to dig a little, a little bit deeper. A little bit deeper into this moon thing. You know? Let's find out some more things about this moon stuff, right? I mean, we went, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten times or so. We haven't been back yet, though. That's interesting. That's funny. No other country has sent men to the moon either. I find that odd. Or I find that that maybe just the United States is the baddest machine on the on the planet right now. Could that be it? Let's find out. Let's find out if there's any red flags in here. Let's ask the questions. Let's try to get them answers. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Let's check it out. Let's, let's see if what, what NASA has to say. Let's see what they gotta say. Explain yourself, I'd NASA. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology and it's a painful process to build it back again. But going to Mars should be uh, one of the next series of steps that humans do. The first step should be going back to the moon for a number of technical uh, reasons and exploration reasons. And then after that, Mars, maybe a high orbit in uh, Venus atmosphere, maybe going to Europa, there's all kinds of uh, targets to go to places of interest in our solar system. The, the only limit to human future is in our own imaginations. Right. Right. The only limit is in our own imaginations. <laughs> our own imaginations. Uh, so we can create space, I guess. We can create whatever we want because it's our, it's, it's our imaginations. Like that entertainment we talked about yesterday. Now what did, what did we talk about yesterday? Or what did he say yesterday? Them Terry's is gonna try something up in here today, like the bounce boogie and bump. Now we got this shit on lock. Ter Do you mean terrorists? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, baby. He ain't talking about Terry God. And I certainly ain't talking about no Terry cloth. I mean, if a Terry up on this plane even thinking about trying to do something, we gonna watch. 
him up. You're gonna, you're gonna what? We're gonna drag him, scouts. I think what my partner's trying to say is if any Terry's come up in here, we gonna get our Bergeron. Did something happen or did I? <laughs> I told you we were gonna whoop some ass if we found out that that they trying to pull the wool over. You trying to pull the wool over, NASA? What you doing? None of the red flags we was looking for. That's terroristic. You're terrorizing us. Did you fake anything? Can we prove you faked something? One gem was discovered just before the completion of this documentary. An old reel received by mistake. It contains the raw or unedited footage of the crew of Apollo 11, Michael Collins, Edwin Aldrin Jr. and Neil Armstrong, staging part of their mission for nearly an hour in living color with exceptionally clear behind-the-scenes audio of conversations discussing the techniques used to achieve a disingenuous picture depicting the Earth at a distance in order to falsely demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. It cannot be misconstrued that this staging was done for some other reason prior to the mission, for the reel itself is slated and dated July 18th, 19th, and 20th, 1969, the very days of the mission when they were said to be approaching and achieving lunar orbit. Furthermore, it is apparent they are in genuine zero gravity aboard the actual spacecraft, necessary to convince the mass media of their authenticity, just not any further than Earth orbit, as you will see. In this never-before-seen or heard footage, not only is the radio conversation between the astronauts and Houston Control audible, there is a secondary, private conversation taking place between the crew and a third confidential party, prompting the astronauts with what to say, when to speak, and how to effectively manipulate the camera to achieve the desired misleading effect. NASA claims that the Houston transmissions were the only ones taking place with the astronauts. Listen now as Houston Control initiates a conversation with the crew, only to find them too preoccupied with the behind-the-scenes trickery to respond. Moments pass and the oversight is picked up on by the clandestine third party who quickly prompts them with talk. Immediately, Neil Armstrong speaks. Hello, Apollo 11. Houston Goldstone says that the TV looks so great. Over. Again, the illusion they are attempting to create is the Earth at a distance to demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. Understand, too, that only about 20 seconds of this raw footage was ever broadcast to the public, and these conversations discussing their deception were believed to be private until now. Here they discuss that these television transmissions were in fact not broadcast live as everyone believed. They were first screened and edited for playback later. Uh, Roger, Neil, we just wanted a narrative such a weekend when we get to 
Here they discuss the fact that they have turned out the lights and have blocked out sunlight from entering the spacecraft through the other windows as to not cause any reflected light to fall onto the spacecraft's wall in the foreground. Okay, very good. Well, we shut out the sun coming in from the other end of the spacecraft, so uh, it's looking through a, uh, the uh, number one window and there isn't any uh, reflected light. The reason this was done is so that the truth of the matter would not be revealed. It is this. Though the federal government would have you believe that this is a view of Earth from a distance out of the spacecraft's window as it nears the moon, it is not. What they have ingeniously done is placed the camera at the back of the spacecraft and centered the lens on a circular window in the foreground, outside of which it is completely filled with the Earth in low orbit. The circumference of the window then appears to be the diameter of the Earth at a distance, with the darkened walls of the spacecraft appearing to be the blackness of space around them. That is why they wanted the interior dark and blocked out the sun from entering through the other windows. Here you can see the extruded window, probably two inches thick at the bottom. This is because the Earth's shine is coming in at a downward angle. It also causes the Earth to appear to be an irregularly shaped circle, for you are seeing the outside of the window at the bottom, and the inside of the window at the top, which together form two different sized halves of a circle. Subsequently, this take was never used. As they perfected the shot, a crescent-shaped piece of black material was inset slightly into the window to create the illusion of the Earth's terminator line dividing night and day. It is uncannily convincing. During this segment, intended to be edited and played back later for the worldwide television audience, dated July 18, 1969, Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out, or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date, when he is in reality in low Earth orbit of a few hundred miles. Here, during another segment, also intended to air after review, Neil Armstrong falsely explains to the viewers how the shot is attained by putting the camera's lens to the window's glass, as it would have to be if they were the claimed distance away from the Earth. We only have one uh, window that uh, has a view of the Earth, and it's filled up with a TV camera. If the window was completely filled up with a TV camera, as he stated, then an astronaut's arm would not be able to get between the camera and the window, as it obviously does here in this outtake. South America becomes invisible just beyond the Terminator or inside the shadow. You can also notice how the astronaut operating the camera reacted to the mistake by attempting to pan away from it. This is a segment that they believed wasn't even being recorded, much less suitable for broadcast, for the lens was being zoomed out and the scene was being changed to that of an interior of the astronauts at work and apparently the stop button popped back up on the recorder without notice. Here is the diffused work light that they used to see camera controls, but not throw light onto the spacecraft's wall. 
Here they remove part of the crescent insert. Finally, the iris is opened up and you can see the real location of the camera and the very bright and near earth out the window. Here is the slate for the 19th of July and the same shot of trickery on the 19th of July and then the 20th and the same misleading shot on the 20th. Later that evening, they were set to be walking to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology and it's a painful process to build it back again. But going to Mars should be uh, one of the next series of steps that humans do. The first step should be going back to the moon for a number of technical uh, reasons and exploration reasons. And then after that, Mars, maybe a high orbit in uh, Venus atmosphere, maybe going to Europa. There's all kinds of uh, targets to go to places of interest in our solar system. Now, are we to believe, <clears throat> excuse me, are we to believe that we are going to spend, let's just say safely, millions on space exploration? Is this taxpayer money? It's private. Where are they getting the money to fund this? Europa. Mars. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like we went to the moon. I mean, why, why not invest, right? I mean, all the evidence says we went to the moon. Even though what we just heard exists. That's a real tape. That's not a fake tape. That's a real tape. Where did they get that tape? They got the tape from NASA. NASA sent it to them. Because they had all these tapes in their big warehouse, what were left, what wasn't burned, or recorded over. They sent, I guess, these people all those tapes. And because this think tank was looking through these tapes, they found what she called the gem. Now, why does it really fake a destination 130,000 miles away from Earth why would you fake that if you went on vacation and you went to Paris and we saw you in the pictures the Paris pictures the Eiffel Tower that little uh, the little uh, little thing that Hitler ran walked underneath and we see you in the picture and so we're like man you know he travels he got out there he's out there you know getting it in but then in the background we see that little that little yellow arrow that makes it look like MapQuest on the street showing you the direction or that little circle that you usually see on those apps as well. 
and then we see little etchings around your body so it looks like you cut it out and copy paste but I'm supposed to still believe that you're in France because you said it because you posted it because there it is my trip to Paris isn't that exactly what we have here you're faking being halfway to the moon you're faking it I didn't say that you're faking it there's a film of you faking it you're on the film it's you your face y'all want to go ahead and beat R. Kelly up beat him up because he's on film doing stuff these three dudes are on film not doing stuff not being 130,000 miles away from earth swept under the rug not talked about but they sell those NASA shirts like you wouldn't believe right NASA means never actually sent astronauts <laughs> amazing amazing these, these, these are facts these are facts the tapes exist that's a fact OJ, if this if a tape existed like this against OJ, he would have been under the jail. Under the jail. They had to get him for stealing his own stuff. If these were I do I dare say it? Do I dare say it? If these were black astronauts, would they be credited for actually landing on the moon or would there be this air of speculation always 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 around it even heavier than there is now it seems like they never talk about it as much as they sell them stupid NASA shirts and talking about the land and the Mars rover they're clearly trying to say that all the other stuff is BS but why does this tape exist why is this lady able to say these things only nine hours earlier and the moon is some three days journey away. Furthermore, if they genuinely went to the moon, why would they be faking any part? Now, let me just interrupt real quick. When somebody says furthermore, you about to get that ad work. Why this trickery with the window? By faking being halfway to the moon, it becomes apparent that they did so because they could not even go halfway. It thus confirms that the stumbling block to their success was the lethal radiation of the Van Allen radiation base. Since the same equipment was used on the subsequent missions in the 40 months that followed, none of them could have gone to the moon. They only increased their proficiency at staging. When some TV viewers of the second manned mission to the moon telephoned the networks complaining that reruns of I Love Lucy were being interrupted, it became clear that for the taxpayers, once was enough. But it wasn't enough for the government and contractors. Billions of dollars of pure profit went with each return. How coincidental that the following mission would have the element of life and death jeopardy. Apollo 13. Now the public would take going to the moon more seriously and be reconnected with the drama. We now realize that perhaps the reason Neil Armstrong has never given an on-camera interview 
is because he doesn't want to lie anymore. What threats may have been made upon such honorable men or their families to possess their reluctant cooperation and later ill feelings towards perpetuating this still darkened hour in American history? NASA's highest ranking official, James Webb, resigned without explanation just days before the first Apollo mission. Why, when he was on the threshold of achieving the greatest accomplishment of his career? All three Apollo 11 astronauts also resigned shortly after their return. On the 25th anniversary of the event, in 1994, Neil Armstrong made a rare public appearance and held back tears as he spoke these brief cryptic remarks before the next generation of taxpayers as they toured the White House. Today we have with us uh, a group of students among America's best. To you, we say, we have only completed a beginning. We leave you much that is undone. There are great ideas undiscovered. Breakthroughs available to those who can remove one of truth's protective layers. The truth will always set us free. And that's true. And that's true. But instead you got bozos. Bozos like freaking Don fucking Pettit who apparently think we're a bunch of clowns. Like how much how much respect do you not have to have for somebody to take billions from them? Create all these stupid pictures of Earth and the fisheye view and and they don't know nothing either. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does that make sense, Don? Go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. But I think it's pretty clear. I think it's very clear. Based upon... You know, the fact that the information that we just heard uh, right now even exists, I think it's pretty safe to say that that's an open and shut case. I mean, we heard things the other day, the, the crosshairs, the camera had these crosshairs on them. And if you took a picture with this camera, the object would have the crosshair on top of it. Because the camera is taking a picture of that object. Yet, there are pictures of NASA's official website that they've put out that have the crosshairs behind the object. As if the object was placed onto the picture because it once wasn't there. You see what I'm saying? It's like copy-paste. You know what I mean? But, you, but somebody forgot to re-etch the little crosshair 
back over it. Probably because they just needed to rush some pictures out. Imagine, imagine making a thousand, hundred thousand pictures, and you're a NASA employee. You know, you're faking a hundred thousand pictures, and it's like eleven thirty at night, and you're you're a regular person too. You're a human being. You have a girlfriend. You have a boyfriend. You know, you have obligations. You have a family at home. You gotta get out of there. You know, it's eleven thirty, and the government's like, "Hey, you gotta finish." You have a quota of 2,000 pictures. Make me 2,000 pictures by Wednesday. You know for damn sure if it's Saturday and you get this important assignment, you got to pop these out by Wednesday. Are you really going to work on it Saturday, Sunday? No, you're going to start that bad boy Monday. Probably take a break. Get into it late Tuesday. Now you're crunching for Wednesday. Now you're crunching, crunching. So you banging that joint out all night. And you mess up. And you mess up. But you finish. But you finish. You think Uncle Sam's going to go through and look through all your work? No. No. He's going to put a check. He's going to send it to his people. We're going to send it to their people. We're going to send it to their people and their people. And everyone's going to say, got it. Check. And then the government now has their back of it. You know what I mean? They now have the assignment finished. And then they give it to you. And it's not until people like me, people like the other people out there who look for things, the oddities in these claims, and we start combing through them with a fine-tooth comb, and then you start seeing the holes. The holes. I mean, Google it. Look, Google it. Look at the damn lander of the, the lunar lander. Look at that thing. Google it. Go online. Google that thing. Look what it looks like. Does that bad boy look airtight? Why does there footage that exist of it taking off from... Um, there's a actual recording, and it was NASA, supposedly. And I throw the uh, little, supposedly, the little air quotes. Um, taking a video of one of the lunar landers... When they leave... Uh, the moon when they leave they have to like jettison so there's a rocket it blows up and they get shot all the way into uh space from the moon because they're going back home but there's footage of that same event happening but the pieces of the actual luna module blow up like the whole side of the module blows up how come that wasn't reported as a critical disaster or anything? Look at the film. Just look at it. It's online. It's already out there. They can't take it back. Yo, the internet's forever. It's a wrap. Google it. Why does that exist? Was anybody hurt? Did anybody die? How did that module make it to its destination? Because uh, usually what they would do is that there would be one person circling Mars and there'd be the people on, I mean, not Mars, uh, the moon. There'd be people... One dude in the capsule circling the moon while his homies are on uh, the moon, right? And then when they leave the moon, he catches them. And then they go dock with him. They throw the little lunar module away because they don't need it because they're in his module now. And then they use that module to get back by using the slingshot technique. If, if y'all ever seen any space movie about them trying to... Uh, land on a comet or land on um, any type of anything they always use the what they call the sling shot uh, effect 
is where you just use the gravity of apparently this big spinning ball and it'll throw you and then you can use it to slingshot your way across. Anyway, too much to get into. Just watch more sci-fi. But anyway, <laughs> are we expected to believe after everything we've heard, after all the money that apparently is made through the profit side, that you're actually going anywhere? You're reusing backgrounds? We have tapes like this that exist. We have whistleblowers everywhere, apparently. Or we have mistakes being made because people are sloppy. And I think it's probably more of that than anything. It's just we're, we're flawed, flawed individuals. We're flawed people. And you can't hold everything down forever. You can't. It's going to burst through that little... That little seam, if that even if that seam is a little, little seam today, it's going to burst and turn into a giant hole tomorrow. And for NASA, it did. But NASA will still sell you those shirts. NASA still wants you to buy them hoodies. NASA still wants you to donate. <laughs> so I got something for you. Since you want to donate so much, you can donate to your boy. Two dogs. Dollar sign. Vader, V-A-D-E-R, 2121, Cash App. How much ever you think you could donate to me, I'm going to uh, Europa. Um, maybe uh, next year, I'm planning it, but uh, it's going to cost me a little bit, so I need the donations. I need them. Uh, nothing less than $100, though. You know, this is, this is the uh, equivalent of the NASA program as well. Um, <laughs> go ahead and, uh, hit that cash app up, um, you know, whatever you can donate, uh, to help us get to Europa, uh, is greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm going to take, um, myself in the tribe and where we're going to go to Europa, uh, all of us. So if you want to donate, go ahead and do that. Uh, you have the information, go ahead, hit the rewind. If not, check out the Instagram page, two dogs. Uh, T-W-O underscore dogs double G-S um, go ahead and do that because uh, Europa is a, a long way Europa is just a very long way and we need the um, we need the support you know since you want to support NASA and all their uh, endeavors um, you know it's just it is what it is it is what it is and I know, NASA, you probably feel uncomfortable, NASA. A little squirmy in that chair. You know? And for the people who believe uh, we actually went to the moon, what do you think about this information? These things, these things that are said. The other hundred million other questions. How come the astronauts weren't literally burned to death on the moon? When being in the presence of the light side of the moon, if it's so hot, their their actual suits had to fluctuate. That's how their suits work. Their suits had to fluctuate so that when they were in the dark side of a shadow, their suits would have to heat up so that their bodies wouldn't literally turn to a block of ice. Then when they stepped out into the light, it would have to cool it down. You see what I'm saying? So every time you see those astronauts running in and out and they 
They may be in a shadow. That shadow is probably 200 degrees below zero. And in the light, 200 and something to, uh, above. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's crazy out there. So this, this suit is constantly having to fluctuate, fluctuate. Do this, do that. All while allowing the astronauts to, to do what they were doing. And they're just out there willy-nilly, riding around like this is, this is, you know, sand dunes in Dubai. Ask yourself, why, how, okay, if the suits had to do that, what was the camera made out of? We know it was a Hazel Black or whatever, Hazel Vazel, Basil Basil, whatever. Look it up. What was the, what was the outside, and was the outside of it? strong enough to keep the instruments inside of it fine the the outside of it was pure titanium steel made of superman's pubicles <laughs> whatever was the inside of it made of the same parts as well because we know that it had film so if it had film if it had film then that means you have to be able to open it and if it had opened them then that means it has uh it has to be resealed again. You know what I mean? So were the seals airtight too? Were they closed? Like what? We need to see these cameras again. We need to take a look to see if there's any type of slits, creases, anything like that where heat would be able to get inside. Because remember, the entire everything out there in space is cold. Right? And in the light, it's super hot. 200. So why didn't all these things melt? What about the tires on the actual rover? What were they meant at? Were they straight rubber? What about the batteries? The, the, the batteries that actually powered the lunar rover? The little car that they drove on the moon? The battery for it. That sat right in the front of it. The battery. Was that protected in some type of box as well? We saw that batteries, lithium batteries, can't even survive in an airplane at 30,000 feet in the air. You're talking about a battery that now would be under a pressure of constantly going from cold to hot, cold to hot. Like, what was going on with the, the have we solved that? Has anybody asked that? They said that one of the rovers was damaged and they took a map that they had. A map. And they used the map as some type of creative rim uh, protector so that you know when um, like on cars there's like a little shield so that the uh, the tires can't kick up too much dust in your face I guess that is what it's for they made that out of some other makeshift object that was out there was everything titanium made out there titanium could withstand the heat being in the direct view of the Sun we can go outside to the pool and you look at the Sun while you're sitting in that lawn fucking chair you know how hot that sun feels on your face? You're not even that close. You're further away from the sun than they were. Hmm. Those are questions that you need to ask yourself when you stop becoming all extra patriotic. It's good to be a patriot. I'm a patriot till death. But one thing is for sure. When BS is BS, it's pretty clear. Because you can smell it.
And if this don't smell to high heaven for you, you're living in an ulterior universe. You're not here with the rest of us, apparently. I mean, right? I mean, it exists. These things exist. These things are out there. An old reel received by mistake. By mistake? It contains the raw or unedited footage of the crew of Apollo 11. Michael Collins, Edwin Aldrin Jr., and Neil Armstrong staging part of their mission for nearly an hour in living color with exceptionally clear behind-the-scenes audio of conversations discussing the techniques used to achieve a disingenuous picture depicting the Earth at a distance in order to falsely demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. It cannot be misconstrued that this staging was done for some other reason prior to the mission, for the reel itself is slated and dated July 18th, 19th, and 20th, 1969, the very days of the mission, when they were said to be approaching and achieving lunar orbit. Furthermore, it is apparent they are in genuine zero gravity aboard the actual spacecraft, necessary to convince the mass media of their authenticity, just not any further than Earth orbit, as you will see. In this never-before-seen or heard footage, not only is the radio conversation between the astronauts and Houston Control audible, there is a secondary, private conversation taking place between the crew and a third confidential party, prompting the astronauts with what to say, when to speak, and how to effectively manipulate the camera to achieve the desired misleading effect. NASA claims that the Houston transmissions were the only ones taking place with the astronauts. Listen now as Houston Control initiates a conversation with the crew, only to find them too preoccupied with the behind-the-scenes trickery to respond. Moments pass and the oversight is picked up on by the clandestine third party, who quickly prompts them with talk. Immediately, Neil Armstrong speaks. Again, the illusion they are attempting to create is the Earth at a distance to demonstrate their far journey from it and their ability to survive passing through the Van Allen radiation belts. Understand, too, that only about 20 seconds of this raw footage was ever broadcast to the public, and these conversations discussing their deception were believed to be private. Until now. Here they discuss that these television transmissions were in fact not broadcast live as everyone believed. They were first screened and edited for playback later. Here they discuss the fact that they have turned out the lights and have blocked out sunlight from entering the spacecraft through the other windows as to not cause any reflected light to fall onto the spacecraft's wall in the foreground. Uh, 
this was done is so that the truth of the matter be revealed. It is this. Though the federal government would have you believe that this is a view of Earth from a distance out of the spacecraft's window as it nears the moon, it is not. What they have ingeniously done is placed the I hope you had the time to digest that as well. It is, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not surprising, I guess, to me by now. It's not surprising that they would go through such lengths. I mean, look at the money involved. So like I said, tribe, y'all want to donate to my space program, because I like to get high, high. If you would like to donate to my space program, <laughs> you know what to do, cash out, <laughs> dollar sign, Vader, V-A-D-E-R, 2121, you know what to do, it's your boy Two Dogs, man. We'll let NASA... Um, Keep selling them t-shirts, bro. Keep selling them hoodies, man. NASA, you a clown, man. But if space does exist, I, I would like to... You know, I would go. You know what I mean? I ain't afraid of the, the space frontier. <laughs> you know, I'm used to being that level anyway. I'm used to being... High, high up in there. So we're gonna let it ride out. NASA, NASA, get it together. Clean that up, NASA. And before you send footage out, NASA, you and R. Kelly, before y'all start sending videos out, look at them first. Look at the video. Make sure it's acceptable. NASA. Come on, man. We out of here, man. Tribe, till next time. It's your boy, Two Dogs. This is the Hazard Hour. We out. They say that FDM Terry's is going to try something up in here today like the Bounce Boogie and Bump. But we got this shit on lock. You mean terrorists? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, baby. He ain't talking about Terry God. And I certainly ain't talking about no Terry Cloth. I mean